This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And uh, you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 24th, episode 2421, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. Hey, horse world. It's Friday. When I get off of work on Friday. Everybody's favorite day of the week on Horses in the Morning. That's right, you're here, and uh, I just actually walked in the door because we were doing a walkthrough in the house. And are you approved? No, no, you are you moving in? in? Uh, maybe like Tuesday or something. I don't know. Like he's like, well, we've got to do one more coat of stain on the floor, and I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> just let and if anybody me wants in. to see her brand new house, go to her personal page, uh, Facebook page, and uh, the walkthrough. It looks fantastic. It's beautiful. Oh gosh, Can I take your so kitchen, cool. please? <laughs> Oh my God. I have, you guys, for real, like, I have never lived in a nice house ever in my life. Like, my little house in Arizona was from like 1988. Yeah, that one was kind of dated too. (laughs) Yeah. And then this one is a bunkhouse. And then I lived in Atlanta. I lived in, oh, I lived with my two brothers. And, oh, (laughs) so (laughs) I'm due. Like this is, I, you know what? I don't feel adult enough to take care of this home, to be completely oh, honest. Oh, you were definitely like, not adult is... enough to take care of this home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is like for grownups. And then they, we're getting to walk through the house when you clean the windows up top there. And I was like, who does that? Do people do that? Like with ladders and well, clean windows? I, I want to talk to you more weird. about the house because I have a couple of comments on it, but we'll have to do that later. We'll do that later in the show. Oh, Lord, um, now I got to sit here. Maybe with we'll do that in post show. We'll do that for the auditors and post show. So hang on, because a couple things I want to talk to you about. Oh, boy. Now I'm in trouble. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so anyway, that is what we're going to do. But today's show, we are going to talk to Dr. Wendy Corn. Wait. Wrong show. So in today's <laughs> show, we're doing a tribute to Land Rover. At the, the I Land got it. I got it. You I got, got it. it. I got it. <laughs> That I'm like, we just did that. We're talking about kinesiology tape again. Weird. Okay. Today, um, for those who don't know, look, can we have a moment of silence yeah, for okay. the fallen five star? Okay, hold on. Okay, we should all be in Kentucky right now, and we aren't. So we wanted to do like a like a Rolex Kentucky Land Rover Kentucky three day event. I still can't get it right. Um kind of honor we could do a little a little honor to it so we're going to talk a lot about it uh can i tell them who's coming on first well we, sh- i think this- we should uh, actually i think because of timing we're just going to put daily winnies off a bit okay and we're going to get her on right now because okay. she's kind of a big deal uh so we we have uh but we we also have another eventer coming on right Yes, we're going to have Ellen Doty Hume on, who has a horse named Sir Oberon, and she was going to retire him after this Land Rover. So we're going to talk to her about that and kind of what her plan with him looks like now. Um, and then we're going to talk to Pat. Pat Reyes coming on. She's the author of What Italians Really Eat. And she's going to talk food and recipes and quarantine times. Oh, my God. Every time she gives us a Hello. recipe. 
Hey. Uh, there's Max. Hey, Max Cochran, Hello. president of the United States Eventing Association. <laughs> your Special guest. Your first Secret. year boarding over right. the five star, <laughs> and you're at home. <laughs> oh, my. I know. It's so bizarre. It's very bizarre to be sitting in my little office here in Ocala when it should be the first day of dressage. You would be, dressage, all, you'd be hosting yeah. all the big parties and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I really, it should be, um, we should be going to the cocktail party and, and, um, you know, kissing babies and shaking hands, but no, we are at home. <laughs> so what doing, are you doing? Doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stay busy is what I'm trying to do. It's been, um, it's been an interesting first year of presidency. That is for sure. Um, I don't think anybody will ever, um, either this is obviously worldwide, this pandemic. So, um, other people are, you know, we're just people playing with horses in the end. Um, but it is, uh, people's hobbies, people's jobs at the same time. So, um, trying to keep, keep a balance on it is going to be interesting for it to say the least. <laughs> are you, did you feel um, like you got thrown in the deep end of the pool with lead weights on? Pretty much, pretty much. I, I called Diane Pitts. She sort of convinced me, one of the people that convinced me to take this on. I said, you said it was going to be fun. You said this was going to be easy. You're a liar. You are not my friend anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. But I will say, like, the crew at USDA has been, Rob Burke has been, he is talking about a man that is, he is just tireless and has been doing everything. The whole staff has been doing whatever they can to to get everything keep everything swimming, keep everybody's interest, keep do whatever they can to, to keep everything going. And they've been, um, they've been amazing and, and helpful. And I mean, we have been able to use this time because there's not much happening to work through, you know, to sort of, as I say, you know, clean up your desk, sort of get through all the things that we've always wanted to get done. And, and you don't have time to, because you're, you know, your hair set on fire, especially this time of year, almost all the areas in the country are up and running. And so, for nothing to be running, it's sort of given us a, a pretty bad excuse to not get stuff done. So, you know, we've done a lot of work on safety stuff. We've done a lot of work on, um, especially, you know, frangible technology and, and some new rules. And so it's been, um, it's been actually very useful in a lot of ways too. Well, I'm, I'm glad you have that perspective on it and you're taking the positive kind of look at all of it, but I want to know, you know, it is, it is Friday. It is dressage. It's the second day of dressage as a, now you are the fancy USA president now, but you also were like groomed to the stars. What would your day <laughs> look like if you were grooming right now? Well, my day, it, it all depends if my horse or horses, um, depending on how many you had there. Um, there were a lot of times I had multiple horses there. Um, which day your horse was going to be doing dressage. And so if you did the Thursday dressage, then Friday, Typically was you'd sort of, you know, figure out when your horse was going to get ridden and they maybe would have a little jump or maybe a little bit of a canner or something. And, and then you'd sort of set a little bit aside of time because you can maybe go hit the trade fair for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because really after Friday, you're not getting back there. It's just the reality is you either get it done Thursday, you get it done Friday, or you're not getting it done at all. Um, so that's usually sort of a, you know, take about an hour to go sort of walk through there really quickly and see what's what. But Friday usually was sort of, you know, put the dressage saddles away and start getting your buckets out and making sure you got everything organized and getting the horses sorted, doing whatever they needed, lots of walks, lots of grass, sort of making sure they're sort of rested up and and doing well too. So that typically was what Friday was about. 
Um, but not so much today. Although I did see that the weather's not exactly stellar up there. No, so they're getting like torrential rain. Bad. So like... they're getting rain and it's cold. Everybody said it's rainy and cold. So you know, even though we're here in Ocala and the weather hasn't been stellar last night, it's still better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, our tornado you... warnings came at two in the morning, Jamie. So we were. Yeah, oh, fun. yeah we've been yeah. up. <laughs> yes. That's fun. Oh, there well, were some boomers, some some that shook the house at the back. Yeah, there was no sleeping the through that, yeah. was there, Max? <laughs> no, no, no. Max, let me tell you how sorry I feel for you living in <clears throat> Tornado Alley in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah. I, you guys I had some wicked storms no. too. Yeah, I don't oh feel. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's and there you guys have had some wicked storms in the last few weeks too. So yeah, Max, it, I have it, a question. It only goes on for the next two months and then we're clear. Yeah, but there you go. That's a way <laughs> and to look at it. Great, and then it's awesome. <laughs> Max, yeah, uh, I asked you to think about, and I know this is very hard to, for you to do because you've been going to Rolex slash Land Rover for years. Um, yeah. what's do you have some favorite memories you know obviously the one that all comes that comes to our minds for you is teddy right i mean uh, oh absolutely yeah. absolutely is that one of them oh absolutely that was such um that morning was such a morning that day was just one of those you know because we really weren't sure he was gonna should be there and karen basically her career was on the line you know if, if she did it she would be a hero and if she didn't get it done then she, you know, she was going to be, you know, put under the spotlight for overfacing that little horse. And God forbid, if he had fallen or something, that would have been a real disaster or oh something God, had happened. So, and that was, yeah, it was a huge deal. I mean, so I remember one of the, I, I, a couple hey, things. Max, I hold on one second. One, one, Let me just explain real quick for those that have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, if, you're, <laughs> if you're new to eventing, just give a quick overview of who Teddy was. Teddy Super Ted was a 14-1 pony that Karen O'Connor competed uh, through the now five-star level. Um, and he, uh, so it would basically be equivalent of a 14-1 pony jumping in a Grand Prix. Um, just a freak of a horse, a funny breed. He was a thoroughbred Arabian Shetland cross. So definitely, definitely not normal. Definitely not normal, but mo- mostly thoroughbred. <laughs> Um, and he sort of stole the hearts of America, uh, actually in the world. He was, um, a bit of a freak, just as difficult to look after as he was to ride, but he really was, he was a pretty special athlete. He was pretty, pretty, a bit, of, well, he was a true freak. Let's just put it that way. And he had a pony too, didn't <laughs> in a lot he? Of ways. He kind of did have the pony too. Oh, he, he had a pony too, and he also had a really bad flight instinct. He really would, and, and as Karen and I said, the same thing that made him great. It's the same thing that probably is why he, why we lost him in that accident because he had this really bad flight instinct and he was a fighter and wouldn't give up. Um, and so that was, um, he, he was, he's tough. He was tough that way. He was, um, uh, he was a bit wild. So, and, and we did, we lost him in a stable accident in 2008, just, just about a month after the Kentucky three day event, uh, where he got loose and ran down to the barn and fell down and cut his hind leg on something. And we won't ever know what it was. Um, and we had to put him down because he severed all the tendons and ligaments um, from on the hind leg straight through. The bone was there, but everything else was was severed. So um, we, there was there was nothing we could do to save him. So that was one of the probably the day I remember a lot too. One of the, one of the 
one of the another you know days you remember. I tried I tried to remember Kentucky more than I tried to remember that day because uh, it's a little bit happier. Well, I, <laughs> to say you know what least, you said but, that um, just struck yeah. me, Max, was two thousand eight. <laughs> That's a long time ago. I know, I know. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. Max, I, you know ago. what? I've never heard anybody talk about that. And to know that you were there, I mean, that to me, like the hearing about news of his accident just shook and just rocked all, like all of us at the barn. We're like, oh, my God, if it can happen to like Teddy O'Connor, it can happen to, to yeah. anybody, you know, and just uh, hearing you talk about the day, I, I can't imagine having gone through that and closing your eyes at night and trying not to see that. So, so thanks for having such a good spirit about it. And I'm, so, I'm yeah. still so sad about that, but oh, Superstar yeah. I, Pony something and- I think about it for me, you know, it's funny when, when horses get loose, I still have this, this total panic fear about, you know, it's not necessarily, or if I'm riding the horse, it's not about me falling off and getting hurt. It's about what the loose horse is going to do, especially if they have some sort of a flight instinct where they just run and they're scared and they, they, they check out, which they can do very easily. And, uh, you know, 99 point, you know, 95% of the time, it all ends up okay, but there is a 5% where it doesn't. Oh. And that's the scary thing. It's just, you know, you just, you, and you have no control over it. There's nothing you can do. So, um, you know, you have to, uh, to, to know that and to, to recognize it. I mean, it's not anything anybody tried to do. It just was a bad accident. On a happy note, if you guys want to see one, I mean, like when he, I was standing at the water, uh, head of the lake when he went by and the the horse would pass by and just, you can't help but have the hair on your arms raise up and you, like, you can't stop the tears. Like, it was just so amazing. So it, on, a, on a lighter note, go and Google, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's gone viral again because uh, the honor uh, of it. Two 7,000 rounds. Yeah. It's, yeah. that was amazing. To it see is, him. Amazing. Oh, run, run Rolex at that time. But he's 14 one. Let's keep that in mind. <laughs> I know he, yeah, he had his pony card. It was a, it was definitely, I just remember, I was saying one of my memories for sure is that morning riding my bike or, you know, cause we always stayed in the campground and riding my bike stables at about six in the morning. Um, and Teddy was first out at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I remember riding by, it was real quiet, very, very quiet. And, but there are people already setting up at the head of the lake. And I remember thinking, they're, why are they here so early? Why are they here so early? I remember saying to somebody, I got off my bike at the at the stalls, and I said, people are already here at 6 o'clock. Like, what the hell? I mean, they're going to be waiting four hours. And someone looked at me, they're like, they're here to see Ted. Oh, my God. Shoot. <laughs> I didn't you better have him like shiny. I was like, good gravy. I was like, they're here to see my horse. This is really strange, you know? So it it sort of puts this weird, it was just sort of one of those weird things. And then obviously the, his cross country run and putting him in the start box. And Karen, one of those moments I was walking around the start box. I always lead her in the start box and she looks down at me there's you know, 30 seconds. And she looks at me and she says, we're going to be okay. Right. <laughs> I was like, what? why are you asking me this? And I said, yeah, you're going to be great. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> what is this? And, and, and obviously they went out and they were, they were, they were awesome. It what was did he finish six that year? He was third the first year and six the second year. Oh, yeah, he God. was third. He jumped a clear show jumping round. He was about ninth place going into the show jumping in 2007. Of course, like, I can't remember, you know, foreign events and what, you know, who was king of England back when, but I can remember the horses that, what place he was in and why he moved up in 2007, right? I remember those things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, 
but he was about, I think he was eighth or ninth going into the show jumping and just sort of random things happened. People had rails and then uh, poor Krista Bachman, who was winning that year, went off course. Uh, and so it bumped her. It just kept bumping people up. And um, and so it was, yeah, I think Clayton Fredericks won that year and Philip was second, if I'm not mistaken, on Connaught and Karen was third. And um, so that was obviously a definitely a, a one to remember. It was for sure one to remember. Yeah. But, you know, every time you pull in, the back, it's a horse that I've been looking after for years, getting them there or. I'm freelancing. When you pull into that horse park for Kentucky, it is for the three day event. It is, it just, you, you take a quick breath because it's just, it, there's so much work and so much effort that goes into getting there. And once you're there, I mean, that's half the battle is actually pulling in the driveway. And so oh, the, more amount, than I mean, I, I know. Yeah. It, well, then you gotta, then you gotta compete, but yeah, all, all the years and all the everything. And it's, it is just, it's your lifetime goal for a lot of people to be there and, um, it's just a really, I, and I go there a lot. I, you know, we, we base our summers in there a lot because, uh, my other half's a show jumper. So he competes there all summer. And so I'll drive in and out of the horse park, but it, there, and you don't really notice it then, but when you pull in for, for the three day, it's just a, a whole different aura, a whole different feel. It is something so magical. Well, Max, we appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much. I know it was last minute. Uh, You're but welcome. I, I do appreciate no, it. Max, no by the way, is going I'm real to, busy these days. <laughs> Max is going to be on the hot seat uh, Friday or Monday yeah. at five o'clock. Yeah. She, she is joining me for HRN Live at five, and there we're going to talk a little more seriously about about uh, competing and competitions and eventing. Uh, and if if Rob wants to join in with that too, he's welcome. By the way, so um, cool. oh yeah, we'll like, definitely talk to you. It'll be, be a good. little more serious conversation about about what's what, what the future looks like, as if any of us know. But uh, thanks for yeah. doing that, Max. Appreciate it. We we miss you. Thank you for, for sharing me. some okay, memories. Well, Thanks for sharing some Teddy no, memories anytime. with us. Yeah, That's thank awesome. you. All right. Well, you guys have a good rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Bye, Max. Bye, everybody. Well, there was a special guest, huh? Uh, that was awesome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have goosebumps now, just thinking about Teddy, by the way. Don't let me forget Daily Winnie's. We still have to do Daily yeah, Winnie's. Yeah, we'll do, we'll, we'll do those. We'll get to them. <laughs> All right. Why don't you introduce the next guest while I get her on the Okay, Ellen Doty Hume is an eventer who lives down in Texas, and she actually competed with me at the Thoroughbred Makeover. She had her own horses, but we stabled together, and so we've kind of become uh, you know friends of the years. And Hello? one, hey, Ellen, it's Jamie. I was just kind of giving a little background Hi. on you. We are on the air right now. I'm here with uh, my co-host Glenn. Hi, Ellen. Hi. Um. So I was just trying to like. Describe, you know, I, I met you in OB when you guys contested your first, I think it was a training three day y'all were doing at Coconino and we were stabled next to each other then. And I helped you in this, in the, in the 10 minute box. And, and then, uh, we went back and we stabled together at the, at, um, the thoroughbred makeover this past year. And, and so now I wanted to have you on because you're still, OB is still going strong. How T tell everybody a little bit about Sir Oberon. Um, yeah, so I got him as a five-year-old. Um, I'm trying to think, Coconino, he was probably around seven then. That was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, we went up the levels together, and we moved up to advanced in 2013. And then, um, I don't know, I've just, um, I try and do a lot of flat work, um, I don't jump in very often, which is maybe a little uncharacteristic for an upper level horse, but I, 
um, for the past several years, I, I don't jump in between competitions. Rarely, once in a while, I'll pop them through a grid, but I just kind of use the competitions as is jumping. I do gallop sets and do a lot of dressage and hacking. Um, more recently, I've um, purchased um, an equine treadmill, which has helped with his fitness. Before that, I had working students hacking him for an hour a day um, on the hills and on the concrete. Um We've got a PEMS machine. I've got a TheraPlate. Um, you know, he's had some routine joint injections over the years, but just trying to keep him sound and happy and healthy. I give him breaks at the end of the season. So I usually, um, at the end of the, the year after our fall big event, I'll give him a month or two off. This past year I did AECs and he got three months off. Um, and then I just started bringing him back in December, kind of get him ready for the season. But just trying to kind of pay attention to his body, and um, I think that's kind of helped him stay fit and sound. And he's been at the past six; this would have been his seventh consecutive Rolex appearance or Land Rover. As to say, how old is he now? And this would have been his seventh in a row. Yeah, he um, he actually turns eighteen in May. Uh, I think May. I want to say May fourth or May fourteenth is his birthday, and he'll be eighteen this year. Unbelievable. You so, guys, can you imagine? We, we just talked to Max Cochran and talking about how, how so much of the journey is just getting to the horse park uh, for that five star. And I can't imagine doing that and keeping a horse sound and fit and healthy seven years straight. That is a testament to you and your program for sure. You know sure, what? Girl. I think we should just declare that you did this year and add another one. <laughs> and you win. And you well, won. You Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, God. I actually had planned on last year being his final year. Um, I kind of made an unofficial announcement and I took him to AECs at the horse park in the fall and he was just amazing. He loves cross country. He just he loves all the phases. He's such a workhorse. Um so I gave him his, his break and I and I was like, Well, I I was gonna work on our dressage and I was bringing him back and he just felt so good. And I'm, I took him to Florida and I figured if he wants to do it, we'll do another year. And so this was going to be his final year. And I don't know, maybe he'll, he'll be up to it next year. He's, he's got nothing left to prove, but if he's fit and sound and he still wants to go, then I'm happy to, to keep riding would, him around. So would you consider we'll, bringing him we'll to Maryland right for the five star in the fall? If it happens? I, I thought about it. I mean, we'll, we'll see if it actually happens, but, um, but yeah, we've been to, We've been to Fairhill a couple of years. That was actually where we did our first, now four-star, but our first three-star, we were the highest-placed rookies. We got sixth place that year. That was in 2013. That was our final um, Rolex qualifier for our first year. Um, but So we've been to Fairhill a couple of times, and I've considered maybe going there this fall instead just to do that. So I'm just kind of seeing, you know, seeing where the year takes us and, you know, what if shows actually happen and what goes on, but right now we're just um, concentrating on our dressage. And um, I've actually, over the years, um, I've gotten my bronze and my silver medal with them. So we've competed up through pre-St. George dressage and um, we're working right now on um, getting up to I-1 and Grand Prix. I just started working with a new dressage trainer. I'm actually on my way right now to lessons with her. Um, but so she's helping me teach OB the off and massage and, um, we've got our two tempies and we're working on our one tempies. And, um, so that's kind of our, our goal right now is just working towards the dressage and just making our dressage a little bit better. So if we do 
decide to go back to an event, hopefully we'll be a little more competitive as well. So I, I don't know. I I'm just, swear. I, I just like just riding saw, them and having fun with them. I just saw, I was like, I could have sworn I saw a video of you almost getting the passage on him. That is amazing. So that's your new <laughs> dressage trainer then, huh? Yes. Yes. She's been helping me with that. Um, so that's so cool. Well, I mean, the, the, the partnership, where did you get him from? Do you, re- do you even remember? Uh, I do actually. Um, <laughs> so he was bred in Springtown, Texas. Um, and I was actually, it was a Sunday and I was horse shopping for a client and I came across his ad on dream horse that had just been posted an hour previous. Um, a girl named Katie Carney had posted his sale ad and, um, I, his picture just caught my eye. And so I immediately called her and said, I'd love to come see this horse. And she already had people lined up to come see him. Um, so I went the next day and uh, rode him and put a deposit on him. Unreal. So you, so, you, you went to look at him for a client where you like, sorry, um, he's mine. <laughs> well, I, well, I was looking for a client, um, but the, when I saw his ad, it, it wasn't exactly what the client wanted, but it was kind of exactly uh-huh. what I wanted at the uh-huh. time I had, I had only ridden up through training level and I was kind of looking for a horse that could take me a little further. And, um, I just, just liked him. And when I went and sat on him, I, I just immediately thought this horse could, could go pretty far. So I, I put a deposit down on him and, um, I purchased him that week. (laughs) Wow. Amazing. Have you tried to find any of his siblings? I mean, a, a Texas bred thoroughbred, Probably isn't one that you would think would go and contest seven, five stars in a row. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, just, it's not typically what you think of. Like if, if you were like, I imported him from Ireland, that's more common, you know, to see something like right. that. So have you gone to his breeder and said, do you give me another one? Well, so, um, actually, so he was sired by a horse named HQ Outrigger, um, and they ended up gelding him about a year after. Oh, um, no. Yeah, they gelded him and he got sold. And I think he's doing show jumping. He did have two sisters and I considered buying one. And she was priced around 8000 And then um, when Obi started going intermediate advanced, they bumped her up to about thirty grand, um, just because of Obi's connections and whatnot. Um, so I, and that was out of my price range. So I ended, I, I'm not sure where she ended up or who she ended up with, but he does have two, um, sisters by the same stud. Um, I don't know if they were the same damn, they might've not one of them might've been a full sister, but, um, but anyway, so I think that uh, that's his only siblings and they ended up uh, gelding the, the stallion and he's, he's a gelding on the jumper circuit now. Oh my God. So, I wonder he's, if they um, regret that. <laughs> yeah, I bet they do. Um, he's, he's got, uh, an eighth Holsteiner. So the stallion was, I believe a quarter Holsteiner and then he was out of a thoroughbred mare. So he's seven, eight thoroughbred and he's got a little Holsteiner in him. That's awesome. Well, it, it's been so awesome catching up with you guys. And then, so do, uh, what, the, what are the odds we're going to see you guys out competing again soon? Um, I, I hope fairly good. I honestly, um, we're, my friends and I are calling him Benjamin Buttons. Um, he seems to be getting better as he ages. <laughs> so, no. um, so I'm, I'm hoping that we'll, we'll be out this fall. I'm planning on doing AECs if, um, you know, if they end up having it, I'm planning on taking him and a couple of my young horses and then possibly Fairhill if, if they end up having that or 
we'll aim for something next spring, just kind of, you know, waiting to see what happens with the virus and what they're actually going to have. But he's fit and ready to go. I'm just um, not doing gallop sets or anything with him right now. We're just doing packs out in the field and working on our dressage and taught a couple lessons on him to my kids and um, just kind of having, having fun with him. Awesome. Well, Ellen Dodi-Hume, Sir Oberon, we hopefully will see you next year at, at Land Rover. But if not, you guys have certainly had an amazing career there together. I'm sad that we didn't get to see you what was supposed to be your final one. But pff, come on, it's you. We'll see you next year there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so I'll much for you. having me on. Absolutely. Maybe I'll see you at Feather Creek in a couple weeks. Who knows? Yes. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ellen. Okay, have a great day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Have a good lesson. All right, let's take a break for uh, Kentucky Performance Products. We're going to come back with our final guest of the day, and then we'll do some uh, daily winnies. <laughs> and uh, some really bad Max ads. threw us off. <laughs> yeah, Max. Well, that was kind of a last minute. She wrote to me this morning, and I said, well, you know, you'd be the perfect one to have on on our tribute day. So uh, let's hear from KPP, and then we'll be right back. She had waited all her life for this moment, dreaming about it since she was 10 years old. The trailer ramp touched the ground. He whinnied as she backed him out, swinging his head around to get a good look at his new home. His coat gleamed in the sun. Her love had arrived. She was breathless. He was beautiful. She could hardly wait to tack him up and start off on what she was sure would be the best times of her life. This love story is brought to you by Contribute, providing essential omega-3 fatty acids that help maintain low inflammation levels throughout your horse's body. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. That one gets me a little choked up, especially after hearing Ellen. Well, that's why I kind of picked that one. I was looking through for trying to find this one when Ellen was talking. (laughs) I said, this is perfect. (laughs) Well, you know, I I asked Jennifer uh, to book us guests on Fridays. Oh, I'm not calling Sri Lanka, am I? Uh, I don't know how that happens. Yeah, I think she's in New York. (laughs) I ended up with Sri Lanka. Uh, So... I asked her to book guests for Fridays here with everything that's going on that are a little lighter and fluffier because after all of my coverage this week, doing the Facebook lives and stuff, it's just uh, by Fridays. I'm when are you going to be done with that? Uh, when we're done with this. <laughs> so we had, uh, I did the one with Robbie Roberts on Wednesday night. I'm, I'm just trying to call her here. I did the one with Robbie Roberts on Wednesday night and uh, it's had over 6,000 people watch it. Wow. I got more response from that than uh, anything we've done in a long time. Emails and messages. That's why Max messaged this morning, because she had watched it. Um, and I, by the way, I cannot wait for that place to be open. That would be great. You're going to have to come visit then to go to the most beautiful horse park in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm going to potentially come to Georgia and Florida this summer, but I'll be at my mom's house. Well, so you, know, you can come visit. She uh, or he said something I didn't know the other night was they're starting to build a cross country course. I didn't know they were putting one in. Mmm, gonna be good. <laughs> so, and it's got four thousand acres. There's room for a cross country course. Uh, God, that is just amazing. Could you just imagine just being like, do it? Yeah, and I mean, it'll be done right. Everything else there's being done right. Good morning. This is Pat Ryan. Hello, Pat. How are you? 
I'm good. This is Jamie and Glenn from Horses in the Morning. Were you expecting our call or are you surprised that we're calling? I'm trying to figure out who I'm talking to here. <laughs> That's what I thought. This is Jamie from Horses in the Morning and Glenn. Oh, Jamie. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, so she surprised. doesn't. Did we wake her up? What's the story? She doesn't sound <laughs> no, like she no, knew we were I'm calling. sorry. Good morning. Good morning. I got a thousand things happening today, but I am so happy to hear your voice. Oh my gosh, woman. I've missed you. You have been on the show in forever, and I haven't had any Italian food since the last time. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? We're going to make it real easy because this pandemic was absolutely made for Italian cooks. <laughs> <laughs> we've eaten, Why is we've that? eaten a lot of pasta. I'm I will tell you that. You what, because, <laughs> because ethnic people and immigrant people have um, have always eaten this way. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah. I mean, we have we were all brought up with this notion that um, that we could always scrape together a fabulous meal, you know, with whatever we had in the house. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, does that make sense? It does. Like my mom, we we joke because my mother's pantry is like I don't know. Like she's been preparing for the apocalypse for <laughs> I don't know sixty five years. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm like mom. This can of green beans is seventeen years out of date. <laughs> like, <laughs> mom, like you moved with expired food. Like, what is your problem? So. <laughs> <laughs> you packed well, that you know, up. <laughs> uh, we really know Italian people are notorious, notorious for having dual kitchens. You know, I have my kitchen and I have a refrigerator, and I say my kitchen because my husband Barry decided that if he wanted to have a long and happy life, he needed to create a kitchen in the garage. So he's got a full kitchen. He's got a stove. He's got a refrigerator. He's got a sink. I love that he has a man kitchen, not a man cave. He has a man kitchen. I think that's perfect. (laughs) Exactly right. He doesn't have a man cave. He has a man's kitchen. And, and, you know, this makes for just a fabulous marriage. (laughs) Why? Wait a second. This is fascinating. Your husband has to cook his own crap somewhere else. Yes, because you know what? There are certain things that he cooks that he will not let me get my hot little hands on. You know, that for years I lived my whole life making, you know? But now he's like, oh, no, like meatballs? You know, he's going to make meatballs his way. Because, oh, God. you know, if, if a meat, if it's, I did things differently, perhaps the way my, uh, taught by my mother, but his mother did things differently from uh, the way she did. So, so he's got to have a meatball that is exactly like his mother's. Exactly. Oh, God. I would, so I I'm like, get out of my it. kitchen and do this. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. He literally got out of your kitchen. <laughs> no kidding. He really did. <laughs> do you taste his meatballs and you're like, ugh, these are so gross. And vice no, versa. actually, they're pretty, they're pretty close. I think it's more of a psychological thing. <laughs> you know. How long have you been married, <laughs> Pat? We have been married, um, it will be 20 years this November. Yeah, that's about the time when you start having your own kitchen, I think. Um, and you know what? There's going to be a lot of people having their own kitchens after this thing's over. <laughs> oh, no kidding. No kidding. Uh, and, and I mean, really, truthfully, the, uh, we, uh, we collaborated on a book called What Italians Really Eat, which was a cookbook. We talked about the history of, you know, what, it, what Italian 
people ate, you know, uh, uh, when they came to this country. And it basically was uh, uh, came out of the arguments that she, he, and I would have over how you actually make something. <laughs> does each <laughs> Does each page have two recipes on it? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> same. No, funny. I won. I wrote the book. <laughs> I love Kirk, it. Did. So I've been on your page, and I, uh, what Italians really eat? You go there on Facebook, mm. and you can find it. You've mm. been you've been di- diving into the pantry, but coming up with some really good looking stuff. Now, I will admit, some of the combinations, like all of us, have been unusual, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, sure, and probably one of the most unusual things. And I haven't put this on the website yet because it's Friday, and I think I'm going to make it on make it today because we try to go meatless on Friday. But think of the most bizarre thing you could think of, and that might be spaghetti and breadcrumbs, right? I mean, yeah. how frightening can that be? But really and truthfully, it's very good. <laughs> what? Well, I don't get it. What are you talking about? You put breadcrumbs on yeah. spaghetti noodles? You bet. You you create um, kind of a – use fresh breadcrumbs and butter and olive oil and garlic and oregano and parsley and basil and all that stuff. Um, and sometimes a little, um, I don't know, you can use a little red pepper flakes if you like things a little bit spicy. Um, but yeah, you, 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 um, you get that all together, you saute it all, the garlic and the olive oil minced, and, um, you throw in, um, uh-oh. What's she throwing? Oh, you disappeared on us for a minute. We didn't get what you threw in. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, you throw in, um... Um, um, Italian seasoning. You can use Italian seasoning, or you can use parsley if you're using Italian seasoned breadcrumbs. You know, just throw in a little extra parsley, uh, a little fresh basil, or you know, even if you don't have fresh basil, that's okay. It's in the pantry, right? So you're going to use dried basil, and um, you throw all of this. You saute all of this stuff in a frying pan with, um, uh, uh, you know, because you want to brown the garlic and it smells so divine, it's so heavenly. And to this concoction, you put in about two-thirds cup of breadcrumbs. And you mix it all up. And it's wonderful, right? Because you get the great smells and all of that. In the meantime, you make your pasta, you boil some pasta, pound of pasta. Usually, you know, sometimes we do um, half a pound because one of us is trying to stay thin while all this is happening. Yeah, this recipe is really lending towards fitness. I was just thinking, like, breadcrumbs and pasta. Nothing's carbo-loading about that, Pat. Yeah, listen, you know, and then you run around a block. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know, this is all about, you know, um, um, situations like this, like this pandemic and this lockdown and all of that. This is all about comfort food. you got to have stuff that makes you feel good. And, you know, Italians are long on comfort food. Um, unfortunately, everything we eat is comfort food. But <laughs> <we can laughs> I was going to say, is there anything Italian that's not really bad for, you know? Yeah. Comfort food is anything yeah, it's Italian because it's delicious. Yeah. Right, comfort food right, is... Right. God, pizza right. is my is my like go to. I'm like, what can I put on pizza right now that would just... Like, what do I have in the pantry? 
Give me beans on pizza. Yeah, why not? I got vegetables <laughs> and cheese and bread and all sorts of vitamin C. I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, so we've got the the, the we've got onions so you, you, and garlic sauté. No onions. No, no onions. No onions. Don't. No. No. Olive oil, butter. You know, because you want to to um, give two tablespoons of olive oil would should probably do it. Um, and then um, two tablespoons of, of of butter. I use unsalted butter because you're going to put cheese on all this, and you know you don't want to go have the salt go through the Richter scale. But um, so, and then you're going to saute uh, three uh, cloves of garlic, minced, a lot of garlic. Don't breathe on anybody. And um, so, to all of this, you're going to add two thirds cup of Italian breadcrumbs or regular breadcrumbs. Doesn't matter. The Italian seasoned breadcrumbs just make your life easy. And oh that's yeah, what I they're so the good. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're going to do is you're going to make, I guess, what what looks like a sludge. <laughs> <In the pan. laughs> Italian sludge. <laughs> An Italian sludge. And so, um, and then in the meantime, while you're doing all this, you want to boil up your pasta. But always remember uh, when you're cooking pasta to reserve a half a cup or a cup of the pasta water after you get through boiling the pasta okay. because we call that Italian gold. <laughs> you're going to add this to, it just makes everything stick to the pasta better. So don't drain the pasta dry, I guess is what I'm telling you. Okay. Okay. So when you do all of this and the pasta is all cooked and you have, you know, you've reserved about, I would say about a, a half, three quarters cup of water from the pasta, right? You throw the pasta back in the pot that you boiled it in. And then you use a spatula or whatever it is you're going to use, and you pour this, the contents, this concoction that's in your frying pan onto the pasta. And you mix it, and you mix it well, you know, so that all of it is coated. And, you know, let the, let, let the flavors kind of mingle and hang out together and be happy together. Um, and then once that has happened, you can put it in your whatever bowl you're going to use to see. I have a specific um, bowl that I serve pasta in, and then you sprinkle it all with cheese or you know grated whatever kind of grated cheese you like. Some people like Asiago. I happen to like Asiago. Barry likes Parmigiano, so you know I I he uses Parmigiano. That's what get it out of your own right. damn kitchen, Barry. Okay, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, um, and then you serve it, and that's comfort food, and that's about as simple as it gets, and it's it really is good. Now, if you really want to be ambitious to this, you can add wilted spinach. You know what I mean? Spinach that you're going to saute. Over the, you know, the, the, uh, over the stove when you're cooking the rest of this to kind of. Would you cook the spinach? Because I was just going to ask that. Is there a way that I can put something green in it? Because I always make the meal that you talk about the night of. So I'm talking tonight. So do I cook the spinach in with the sludge or do I just steam the spinach? (laughs) I just put it in. You bet. You bet. Because all you're going to do is wilt it. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah. You got fresh spinach, you're going to wilt it. You're not going to you're not going to turn it into spinach like, you know, sticks in your teeth. <laughs> gotcha. You're just going to wilt it a little bit. Um you can use you can you can put peas in there. You know, if you've got some fabulous little teeny weeny frozen baby peas, that can go in there. Um I'm trying to think of what I else. love peas and pasta. I do. We we do yeah, that all the time. Yeah, yeah, pasta and peas, pasta and pizzette. It's a big deal. Uh, and uh, pasta and lindiki. If and we're gonna, we'll we'll put that on the website shortly. Uh, 
as well um, on the Facebook page. Uh, pasta and lindiki is uh, pasta with um, uh, lentils. Yeah. And so you make your lentils something and you, you know, just put them in with the pasta. Well, Italians are very creative about this because this is all poverty food. I was going to say, this crave. is crap you, you like have to hoard and put in your pantry. And then one day you're like, sure. well, let's see what we have and just throw it all together and make some food. Can you put tomatoes in this? Or forever. Just, I mean, that's the other yeah. thing is it does keep A forever. bag of lentils? Right. I mean, you can have one that's 120 years old if in your pantry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just wash it um, out. Look you, for the rocks. <laughs> um, are you, are you th- talking about putting a, a tomato in the in yeah. the pasta and bur- sure you can. Of course you can. Um, you want to use a fresh tomato. You want to slice it. I would throw that in um, before you would put in your spinach be- to wilt it. You know what I mean? Because you want the tomato to go to go away. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want the skin to go away. You want the the, the meat to go away. You, just, you know, you just want the taste. And the, sure, anything that makes you happy, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to insult you by in this, anything. ruining your you know ancient family recipe or anything. There's just one thing: you're not allowed to put tofu in. Just uh, no. No, go, go, God, no, 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 no. oh, God, no, as a matter, as a matter of fact, last night, and, and I just took a picture of it, and I'm going to put it on the, um, on the Facebook page, we had pasta fagioli. Oh, that's one of my favorite things in the whole world, I have a great recipe for that. That's the first recipe, that's the first recipe. you know, I never liked it when I was a kid, you couldn't give it to me when I was a kid, but now I get a taste for it, and Barry brought some fabulous, uh, snuck out to the supermarket and bought some fabulous, uh, uh, crusty Italian bread, and we had a great meal. So, yeah, Italians know how to do this. We just know how to do this. <laughs> well, you guys can find that recipe. Just go to Horses in the Morning and search Pat Rea, and it'll come up because that is yeah. the first meal I made from you. And I do believe I harassed you with photos and questions the entire time I cooked it. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. That's okay. That's okay. Every Pasta fagioli is another one of those things that everybody has um, uh, a different recipe for. You know, some people, uh, I, I was talking to somebody the other day who who actually put um, ham in their pasta fagioli, and I said, but you don't understand this. This is supposed to be meatless. You know, it's vegetarian. This is what we ate on Friday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When the church still said you can't eat meat on Friday. So uh, why don't you just make, like, bean soup and get it over with? <laughs> <laughs> Did you take you know, your recipe and am I that ham? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, Pat, where can people find your book? Find you. Obviously, you're a lot of fun, and I would imagine you're. I mean, yeah, the reason we found Pat is because she's actually an accomplished writer. And I started googling about her, and I was like, this woman is a lot more than writing horse articles. But you also do write horse articles. Where can people find more about you? Well, you you can uh, you can find me, of course, on Facebook uh, uh, under Pat Rea, or um, horse welfare news, or what Italians really eat, or PD poetry. <laughs> yeah. I've read some poetry. On, that's just amazing. I think I read some on the air. Um, yeah, this is a Renaissance woman. Okay, she's <laughs> she's done it. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, very, be safe. Very okay. Much for everything. Hey, this wait, wait. Stay well, guys. What is that recipe what? called that you just described? The breadcrumb thing. Pasta and breadcrumbs. I don't know. <laughs> 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 
There you pasta go. Sludge. <laughs> it's a sludge. It's called sludge. Yeah, I'm making yeah. pasta sludge with spinach and tomatoes. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> Love you. Talk to you soon. Thank you, darling. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. She had no idea. I, I, Jennifer said she even confirmed. But <laughs> she was like, <laughs> well, she's busy cooking and writing, and that woman is like does everything. I'll, I'll, I'll something will come up in my news feed that I need to read, and I'll, it, it, she wrote it. It's just amazing. Hey, I want to see if you can hear this. Are you ready? Okay. You can do it. Do what you love. You create your reality. Can you hear that? Yeah, yeah. A suck it sandwich. <laughs> Have a suck it sandwich. I got that button from uh, from uh, being at the makeover. I got a gift pack from <laughs> Nelly and from Debbie. And I, I finally pulled. I thought it didn't work. And it turns out you need to pull the plastic out of the battery. You are a badass. Who's saying, <laughs> who's saying all that stuff? It's a button. It's the badass button. And oh. it's a little button. And you just push the button. You can. <laughs> I don't know what it says. It's like George Moore. Don't let strength. your son get a hold of that. That'd get annoying after a while. <laughs> I love it. But it's like, you are a badass. And this is like what you, you, you push the button when you need a little pick me up. So, so like when she was on, I was hoping it was going to say, do what you love. You create your reality. Feed fear. Oh, that a sounds sucky. like her a little bit, actually. <laughs> are a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. That's my hey, we got to we got to we got to do this. We're finally getting to daily winnies. So, oh my gosh. uh I have a couple of these. Happy birthday. So happy birthday to host of the Western episode once a month here on Horses in the Morning next Tuesday, actually, Tara Carter. Also, apparently, I got in big trouble. So last yeah. week when we were off, I missed a birthday or two, and Chelsea came on, and she got into the auditor room, and she said, this is like the 15th year in a row you've missed my birthday. So I think her birthday always must fall when we go to Kentucky. So... Um, so Chelsea and Mary, I really apologize for missing your birthday. So I'm going to give you an extra one of these. Uh, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. Now, Chelsea was so pissed <laughs> that she, <laughs> she put a post up in the auditor room. She's creating a spreadsheet. And she asked for everybody to give her their birthdays. And she's creating a spreadsheet that's sortable so that I can have the spreadsheet so I never miss anybody's birthday again. Thank God somebody's getting you organized. <laughs> the problem with Facebook is if you come in a week later, you can't look back only so far. So if I miss it, then I can only look back like three or four days. But uh, Chelsea, 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 happy birthday to you. And if you want, I'll have Jamie sing it for you right now. I'm not singing that. Um, (laughs) But to those who don't know, when Glenn started doing birthdays, what did I say to you? You said, don't do it. It'll be a nightmare. Don't, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> Number one, not because I don't think it's cool that to like hear your name and get a shout out on a, Apparently for your birthday. That's <laughs> awesome. But here's the thing is if you miss one, they're going to hate you forever. And here's what's happening. I mean, people get super pissed when you forget about it. Well, them. I figure this way. I'm only pissing off about 20% of the people. So. <laughs> 
Oh, that's good. I, you know what? I'd like to have 20% of the world my enemy. Okay? Like, what? You know, whatever. I, my turn. Also, to be honest, we didn't think people would really be super upset if they didn't hear the birthday, but it's a big thing. I, I did. You, I did. You did. Well, you worked in radio. I never worked in radio. I gave my brother a birthday. Uh, he turned like 30 or something, and I said happy birthday to him on the radio, and my boss got super pissed. They were like, no, we don't do happy birthdays on the radio. <laughs> I was like, well, it's his birthday. I don't care. <laughs> I Speaking of my brother, I need the happy birthday, Winnie. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy You thought I forgot, didn't you, Glenn? I threw you off with the whole brother thing. You did. Okay? Is it his birthday, too? It's your birthday, you ding-dong. <laughs> Happy birthday. Y'all, Thank it's you. Glenn's birthday. He needed to hear the chili Winnie too. But I totally have been playing this whole time, not telling you happy birthday, because I knew that we at some point we'd get to the daily I think, I think it's some. I think some years you did forget about it. Yeah, I don't go through Facebook birthdays like you do. <laughs> but I have forgotten. But I would like to tell you that there was somebody who was not going to let me forget oh. that it was your birthday. Chelsea? Was it Chelsea? It was definitely not Chelsea. <laughs> It was our dear friend Jimmy texted oh, me really? and says, make sure he doesn't squirm his way out of celebrating <laughs> his birthday on the show today. Jimmy texted me about five in the morning and said, I want to be the first one to wish you a happy birthday. I said, well, that accomplishes it. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the, thanks for the 5 a.m. I mean, we were up anyway in the middle of these thunderstorms, but uh, uh, well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. It's a weird birthday. Now, Jennifer did make, my mom had this chocolate cake. Everybody loves this chocolate cake. And it's one they put coffee in it. You know, it's one of those kind. It's real oh, moist yum. and good. And uh, so Jennifer made it last night. And I she I came out this morning and she had the cake and the candle and, and the whole thing. So, so it, I had chocolate cake for breakfast. It was lovely. I love chocolate cake. I mean, it's like healthy. Remember, there's that whole thing that Bill Cosby did about chocolate cake for breakfast. It's like good for you because you got eggs and wheat. I got news for you. I'm having chocolate (laughs) cake for lunch and dinner. (laughs) Well, it's your birthday, baby. You go right ahead. You know know what? I've done this whole time. I haven't talked to you about. I've lost 12 pounds during this whole thing. I appreciate you handing it right over to me. Thank you. That was fun. (laughs) Jackass. I really have. I don't know. I am so... It's like men, okay? Here's the difference between men. I have been locked I saw down. You do I can't leave tour. my house. You look fantastic. I can't leave my house. I, I'm in Speaking lockdown. Speaking of houses, we need to get to really bad ads because then I want to talk to you about the house in the post show. Is you lose weight and I look at a piece of bread <laughs> and like my, I can feel it on my stomach. Oh, we have to do this first and then we'll get to really bad ads. Coach Jen here, HRN Chaos Control Officer and host of the Horse Tip Daily Show here on Horse Radio Network. Longtime Horse Radio Network fans know that I'm a big fan of Wintech saddles. I've been riding in them for about 20 years now. Whether I'm eventing, showing in dressage, or fox hunting, or hitting the trail at an endurance competition, I know my saddle fits my horse and it's going to hold up to the toughest conditions and look great doing it. You may be wondering exactly which saddle do I use for this varied group of disciplines? Well, Wintech makes saddles for every discipline. 
That's how. I have several. And Wintech doesn't sit on their laurels. 2019 brings even more innovation to the saddle range, so head out to your local tax store and have a sit-in one. Or you can contact your favorite online retailer, arrange a test ride, or check them out online at wintechsaddles.us. Pay it! I say pay attention! If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but... He can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Right, it is time for really bad ads. That time of the week, we haven't done this a couple of weeks because of the whole nightmare, but uh, we're doing it today. And our listeners submit bad ads, usually from Craigslist or Facebook, mostly from Facebook nowadays, even though we're not selling horses on Facebook anymore. And we have some prizes because this whole thing is sponsored by Horselovers.com. We're going to run these prizes through May because we really haven't had a chance to talk about them in April. So these will be run through the end of May, and we'll pick some winners. We have $500 worth of prizes here. The first one I'll do is the Rambo Flybuster Vamoose, which is the Super Rambo Fly Sheet. And... My pony, Scooter, has one of these. These are so nice. These are the ones that cover their entire body. They have the three straps and the belly strap under the belly flap underneath so that their bellies don't get flies either. The tail flap is longer and it has the complete comes up to their ears with the neck. And the reason I love this thing is this is horse husband approved. They made these so it's easy to snap. They're so easy to do. They're, some of those snaps on some of the cheaper blankets are just a nightmare for horse husbands. That little turny thing, and you shove it in there, and it gets stuck, and I get mad, and then I go to Jennifer, and I say, I'm not doing this. You have to do it. I don't have to worry about that with this particular one. So I love the Rambo Flymaster, or Flybuster, and so does Scooter. That's worth $133, and we're going to be giving one of those away. Oh, my gosh. Can I just talk about... Uh, the, ne- the next prize... Okay, we'll talk about the belts in a second, but for real... We're giving away a back-on-track mesh sheet. Yes. Yes, we are. That's like a $280 blanket, and I have one. I was like, it was my Christmas present like two years ago, and I, I baby that thing. It is awesome. A back-on-track mesh sheet. I have the black one. We're giving away the black one. They do have other colors now, which are super cool. But I'm sorry. Horse Lovers is, I mean, this is a huge prize. The back-on-track black mesh sheet. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's worth a couple hundred bucks. And, uh, and you know, for years we've talked about back on track. And then the C4 belts. Everybody knows the C4 belts, right? Uh, so, I mean, my, Jennifer still wears hers all the time. And you can get them in multiple colors and, and designs and all of that. And you can change the buckles out from the different belts. And they always did so well at, where was their big show, Jamie? Where Rolex. Did they, yeah. Where did they start? 
Rolex. So, and they're not there this year, and I feel bad for them. Uh, But they're giving away not just one, but they're giving away a pack. So it's a printed belt with a matte buckle, a solid belt with a matte buckle, an engraved buckle, and two pairs of socks. So right there, you have about $100 worth of C4 stuff (laughs) that they're giving away as well. So That is amazing. It's a good prize. It really is. And all of this is for this month? All this is for this month, brought to you by Horselovers.com. Don't forget, if you go to Horselovers.com, buy something which you're still open and shipping you can put hrn in the coupon code and any order over 99 dollars, you will get a discount so use hrn and then let them know that you heard about them here that'd be great because then the prizes keep going all right well we've got some, uh, some bad ads and remember if you do submit your own ad record it into your phone however you want to do it uh you get twice the entries into the prize so Lindsay did that and let's hear what hers is this is Lindsay in Indiana with Duchess the Black Beauty. She's an 18-year-old warm blood, so thoroughbred and draft mix, so big and beautiful. No papers. She is 16 hands at least. She is a fast learner, and first day we just got her today from a lady we're furrier for. She is elderly and no longer to take care of horses. She just going to have someone haul them to slaughter to get rid of them quick so we <laughs> took them for her in hope of finding new homes because she definitely has potential this horse has had the relaxed pasture life since she was shown dressage, dressage. is not shod good hooves and easy keeper quite the speed under her belt we were going to put in training but like i said we are busy and already have three we try to spend time with in our free time she needs someone to work with her daily, and I cannot do that. She was quiet for loading and riding in trailer for not doing it in years. Like I said, she's had the relaxed life due to owner and their health. You can tell she is ready to learn and please. Train dressage by well-known trainer, according to owner. First come, fir- first come forced serve. Good home a must. No beginners. Advanced writer only for now. Seven plus five plus zero dollars. Um, I am really confused about this horse, so I'm gonna let y'all figure that out. Um, I, I, I do believe that what their underlying words are is this horse will is a bolter. Yes. <laughs> this horse is gonna run away. This horse is not trained. There's a whole like. The one sentence in the middle are like, this horse is very fast. That's all I needed to hear. But then they said four or five times it's led a relaxed life. That's the first time we've heard that term. I would like to lead a relaxed life, actually. I think Mm -hmm. that would be wonderful. So it means the horse is fat. And hasn't done anything. Hasn't done anything (laughs) in a a long time. (laughs) You can do it! (laughs) I want that horse. Go ahead. Next one. You're up. Oh, is it me? The yeah. next one. Okay. <clears throat> so this one was sent in. It's a, uh, it's from horses available for $800 or less in Pennsylvania, Jersey, or any other state. God bless. There's a Facebook group for everything. <laughs> or any state. <laughs> what? There's a Facebook group for horses for sale in Oklahoma under $10,000. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll check that out. Oh, my God. You would not believe the horses they got listed on here. And there's not a $10,000, please. It should be a under $500 because they have some horses on there. You'd be like, 
Oh, Lord. Okay. Lord help it. Uh, <laughs> this is from Hannah. Hannah, thank you for sharing uh, this fun Facebook group. Do oh, no, I'm mad at you because there's not a lick of punctuation <laughs> or capitalization <laughs> in this whole ad. <clears throat> Nor does it make any sense at all. So there. Does any train or no? And oh, anyone that does train horse, I have a soon to be six year old gelding that is green, been ridden a handful of times, and he just need a be broke more. Has oh, he has somewhat of good ground manner, but would like him to get better with that. I am in Emilton, PA, don't. Want him to go that far away from home or if a trainer that come to horse pick for attention, not for sale. <laughs> and the picture oh is this God. blurry ass picture. So there you go. I, I don't even know what I'm looking at. I don't know what I just read. <laughs> There's a reason that when they invented the English language, they invented punctuation. It really is important. It really doesn't. People, care. they teach you that in school for a reason. <laughs> You know, my son writes like he can now write. He's in first grade, but he's he's a pretty good and he'll write. But he puts an exclamation point behind everything. <laughs> like I'm like, stop yelling at me. That's become a thing, though. If you see people writing, especially in text, it's exclamation points everywhere. I have to stop myself from doing it because I tend to do it too. The next yeah. one's in West Virginia. It's the Horse Network, and it's oh, very I thought short. Charlotte sent one in. You missed Charlotte's. Uh, no, I'm doing Charlotte's. Uh, <laughs> so this is Charlotte's. She sent this one in from West Virginia. It just says, I'm looking for a horsey for under $1,500. And it's the first time we've ever seen it spelled this way. H-O-U-R-S-E. Um, you gave him too much credit because I'm looking for a hour C, C. for under 1500. There's no dollar okay. sign. There's no anything like that. An hour C. hour C. Hour C. It would be hour C, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. it would be. That's the first time we've seen horse spelled every other way. Usually it's whores, not horse, but yeah, this is, this is our C. I mean, if you're selling a horse, like, shouldn't you know how to, if you own a horse, shouldn't you know how to spell horse? Well, Charlotte wasn't sure if it was a horse or a house. And if it's under $1,500, it's a really cheap house. Well, you're <laughs> assuming dollar. It could be square feet. Oh, that's true. That's true. There's no indication of what it is. Okay. Rochelle sent the next one in for YR. A horse spelled correctly, twenty five hundred. Oh God. Okay. It's like a it's a really, really bad photo of a really crusty kind of fat pony. Is that a pony you think? Yeah, uh, yeah maybe. And the picture's sideways, so I have to turn my it's head. It's sideways, so you're gonna have to like it's <laughs> diagonal the photo. It's and it's of the horse's butt and the horse is looking back, like typical like quarter horse show you the butt photo, but like not that good. And the, <clears throat> the ad is broke to ride but needs work. Dot dot dot. I really don't have time to work him still intact. <laughs> Geld that do what you love. <laughs> 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 that was perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Chelsea sent the next one, and it's not the Chelsea that was mad at me. Uh, ever wanted to own a horse with a degree? 
come and meet Phoenix after the quarantine is over. Super Amy, friendly, but looking for a rider that knows the absolute basics. He is trained for low-level eventing, but would excel in Hunter World. He is 14-1 and located in Flat Rock, Missouri, asking $7,500. It's actually a pretty good ad. Yeah, but the it's it's a very colorful horse. This is a this is unusual, actually. I'm I'm trying, I'm trying to, figure to figure out what's out. bad about the ad. Well, I mean, the horse with the degree. What does that mean? What does it mean that your horse well, has a degree? You know, Phoenix University. I thought they were going there when, oh, it, when they said come maybe. and meet Phoenix because the Phoenix University being all over the country. Um, but usually, the hunter and and eventing. Are two different things for horses, by the way. Well, they're either good at one or the other. And I don't think hunters like paint ponies. It's a little paint. No, this would be a flashy hunter, that's for sure. It's a paint with big white splotch. Oh, Uh, look at the next one. (laughs) Oh, my God. What is that? Kimberly Watts sent this one in. And the ad is two. Does that say deer or decree? I can't see this. Very two deer. Two deer tractors. One is a B model. Don't know what the other one is. Call Paul. You know what, Paul? You don't know what you know why you don't know what the other one is? Because you can't freaking see it. Because <laughs> it is completely covered in vines. Are these really two tractors? They're two different because tractors. They yeah, they're both John Deere's with... from probably about the 1950s, and those vines have been grown over the track. You really you can't even see the seats. They're totally overgrown. I mean, is you're gonna sell something like and and not even bother like you get vines for free when you come and take these <laughs> i'm not even sure the one has an engine in it because i can't see it in the engine compartment and i i've never seen a tire that looked that poor that's <laughs> pretty squished it looks like it's buried about three feet too yeah good oh luck getting these goodness. out <laughs> it's like do you know what kudzu is glenn yes it looks like kudzu. Yeah. it really does it's yeah. like kudzu is overgrown well, it has overgrown the whole back there it is kudzu yeah. yeah. Oh, Kudzu's awful uh, stuff, too. That's just awful stuff. All right. Andrew sent this one in from West Virginia Horse and Tack Facebook. These are really short ads today. Eight-year-old paint. She's 15 shoes and all feet. She green, Fort Gay, West Virginia. PME offer mar info. Info, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Good one. Uh, thanks, Andrew. Rachel. She has 15 sent- shoes on all the feet, so I, uh, I haven't figured that one out. Oh, my God. You're right. She's 15 shoes yeah. on all feet. On all feet. <laughs> 15 shoes. That is 60 I shoes. I want to see a picture of that, please. <laughs> what would that cost can- you to get shoed every six weeks? About $5,000. I know, right? 60 <laughs> shoes. Pretty good. Um, Rachel sent this one in, from, and she says it's from a Ranch Sorting Horses Facebook page. Oh, man. I, this has got to be Southern. I just, I can't <laughs> not read Debbie, it. So, yeah. <laughs> like, this oh, different... is one nice mare. She has a disposition of a gildan. <laughs> G-I-L-D-I-N-G. This is a finished cutting horse. She has some points and had done tons of cutting shows. She has some points. She's very fast. And she calms right back down. She's the only horse on our place who does not mind being by herself. My mother's in her 60s. Seriously. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell does that have to do with anything? 
Cheers, your father? How's your grandmother? Why did? Why do we know that? Why stop there? Rain (laughs) or shine have indoor barn. Let me read that again. This is one nice mare. She has a disposition of a gildan. This is a finished cutting horse. She has some points, have done tons of cutting shows. She has some points and she's very fast and she calms right back down. She's the only horse on her place who doesn't mind being by herself. My mother's in her sixties. Serious inquiries. <laughs> Did he forget that he was, in, I mean, is that like too, why? I don't get it. My mother's in her 60s. Maybe mother's he got the personal ad he was writing for his mother mixed up with the horse ad. I don't know. I, that's what it seems like. It does seem that way. That was amazing. And, and this horse does have points. I want you to know that. It's been repeated it's got several points. times. <laughs> Vicky sent the next one. And, of course, it's from Facebook. Chevy is still for sale. Oh, no, it's still for sale. $1,500 with her tack. She's a 13-year-old Percheron quarter horse mix close oh to 17 God. hands. She, I've never seen Percheron spelled quite like that. Percher, it's a Percheon. Percheron. A Percheron. She was Perch- professional trained when she was four Percherion. years old, and she's done about every event. She's awesome with kids. I can run her around, make her loud noises crawl in and out from under her with no problems. Located in Salem, Oregon. That's a new class. It's the run in around and under and make loud noises class. It's not even under, Glenn. It's under. Uh, <laughs> I can run. I can crawl in and out from under her. <laughs> oh, my God. What is this next one? Scary. What have you done? It's our trailer of the week. <laughs> that is what? I want that. Okay. That. So does everybody know what the 1950 station wagons look like? They were big, round, enormous things. It looks like a hearse. It, like, yeah, like big, round, enormous with big windows and everything. What they did is they took the middle of the back and they cut it out and they put an addition at the top and they made it into a horse trailer with a ramp. It's a station this wagon. This <laughs> is unbelievable. <laughs> I think there's a, a horse in it if ramp? you look closely. Oh my god. What am I looking at? You guys, this is like a, like one of those cars you'd see in Back to the Future, but there's a, like a bubble on top like a ho- one horse trailer popping out <laughs> of the middle top back of it. And there's like it looks like a drawbridge kind of fold down ramp which I don't can't imagine any horse ever crawling up that scary ass ramp. Oh my god. <laughs> this is awesome. It's a cl- it's a classic. It's a classic. It's a oneer. It's a one and <laughs> it's only. It's definitely a oneer. And there's no. I need all the information. Scary, please buy that, please. <laughs> all right. Last one. <sighs> Katie sent this one in. Registered American spotted halflinger as Chrome Moon Southern Rush. <laughs> Barn name Rush. Twelve years, fourteen H large pony. This horse does. Not ride adults. What? His weight limit is 140 pound, and he ride only kids. He has done therapeutic riding and regular riding lessons with kids age four to twelve. Once they hit puberty, all bets are off. <laughs> he is great for equine assisted activities. Our farrier recommends him for carriage driving. What? Uh, the horse does not ride adults. Why is the horse riding anybody is my question. American spotted halflinger. I've never seen, number one, a spotted halflinger. I wish there was a picture. It'd probably be, probably be pretty impressive. 
But why is the horse riding any? The horse is ri- apparently likes to ride kids better than adults. He doesn't ride adults. He only rides children. <laughs> and um, once they hit puberty, does he smell like a change <laughs> in their armpits or something? And then, um, why does your farrier recommending him for carriage driving? My farrier could recommend my horse to do anything. I'm gonna put in an ad. That is weird. Katie, that's a really bad ad. I mean, thank you everybody for the ads. By the way, we also had other ads submitted, but Jennifer has a request. She said, don't forget to cut and paste the screenshot or the ad or copy the ad into the email, because if you just send a link, they expire and then we can't use them. So, uh, we're talking to you, Nicole, Jenny, Sarah, Brooklyn, Kayla, and Karen. Just kidding. I don't know which ones you did that, but, (laughs) but remember to do that because they don't do any good because they go away quickly. So we just need the, we need you to screenshot it or send the ad screenshots are not Nice, actually, for Jamie and I, because then we get to see the pictures. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like Well, that was fun. Thank you, everybody, for sending their really bad ads in. We appreciate it. Um, Hey, Glenn. Yeah. Happy birthday. You create your reality. (laughs) Feed fear a suck it sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) And finally. You are a badass. Thank you, Glenn. Happy birthday, my friend. Hang around, auditors. I'm going to start saying at the end of every show, feed fear a suck it sandwich. (laughs) I like that. That's the good for this time, right? I can't believe I thought it was broken this whole time. I like it that it's random. (laughs) All right, we're out. Uh, Auditors, auditors, auditors. Sorry we didn't have a a post-show for you on Wednesday, but uh, we ran out of time. The show went long. So let's talk about your house. And if you're an auditor, haven't gone over to Jamie's page to look at the uh, tour of the house, the two videos there, you might want to do this before we talk. So first of all, all this that you were giving us all this time about, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to pick a house. I don't know how to build anything. I don't know how to pick out flooring. I don't know how to pick up doorknobs. I don't know how to pick up this and that. It looks like an interior designer did it. Yay! You, you you had help. There's no way in hell you picked out all that nice stuff. I did it. You know what? It's easy to shop when you're not spending what you think as your own money. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, this was leftover money from your last sale of the last house, right? No, no, no. I mean, it's all going to be a mortgage. But like, we go somewhere and we have a budget. I don't know what it is. And I would walk into place. And I'm like, okay, here's the deal. I'm not going over budget. So... If I start to go over budget, you need to tell me. And so I would just be like, I want that one. I want that one. I'll take that one. <laughs> it's so fun to shop with like zero inclination of what anything costs. You know what I mean? Like, and so fine. Like, I think the tile place, we went over budget. So I'd like pick out, a, I had a secondary tile because one was kind of pricey. And so I didn't get that one. So I got the second pick. You but like, get, it's you weird. Get the marble imported from Italy in a, a quarry that's been making marble for the last 2000 years for, for the no. palaces in France. Because I don't live like that. That's not <laughs> even an option. Like they were like, oh, this is your budget. Come this way. And this is your department here in the back. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Here's the clearance section, which is fine. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I just kind of had a... We're getting away from the point. It's beautiful. I mean, it really is beautiful. And then uh, the kitchen. Can can I please have your freaking kitchen? That is a beautiful kitchen. And the other thing that I really like that you did, and I know you'd kind of designed the house too, you and Chad, uh, probably you, because you don't really let him make any decisions. Um, (laughs) So... 
the wind, the whole wall of the kitchen on one side, everybody, is windows overlooking your property. And it's, I love those windows. Thank you. Was you that wanna, your idea, the window wall? Okay. Well, this might take some of the magic away. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you the, the honest truth. We remember the the 10 acres that we bought. Yes. We had designed a house for that 10 acres and it turned out like with the tax saying we had to build the house first before the barn. And I was like, we can't, well, and, what and, am and, I going to do? Also, it would have been completely underwater. That was, <laughs> well, I mean, the point is we no, they can raise the house. They could, he, he could make the house. Like that wasn't a problem. So we designed this whole house from scratch. And so when we decided, I, was, I just finally pulled the plug. I was like, what am I going to do? Just tell the horses to hang out for a year? Like what? You know, a year and a half. So I bailed. And I, I like had this like panic, like anxiety about it. I had panic attack. And so I was like, Chad, screw it. We're done. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, call him. We're done. I'm done. We'll look for something else. So then we found this place. But the whole house that we had designed would have not worked with the place we wanted to put it on this property. So I'm sorry, I had already designed and picked out and all that crap for a whole another house. So I told our builder, because we had, we had to go back with him because we gave him a deposit, you know, <laughs> like, can we, can we roll that? Cool. Um, so I said, I'm, I'm not doing that again. I'm like, you have built like 200 houses in Norman. I want to see them. And I'm going to pick one off of the mannequin. I'm a mannequin shopper. So I would, like, he would call people and be like, hey, can we pop by your house? We have a client that's kind of looking at something in the shape. Don't, they were like, don't tell him that you're copying their house because people <laughs> with custom homes get super pissed about that. <laughs> so we walked in and I'm like secret agent videotaping houses and everything. So I think it was about the eighth or ninth one we went in I walked in it and it had these huge windows and it had this big kitchen and it had all this stuff. And I was like, this is the one. <laughs> We're going to build this one. You know what their view was out there? Big giant windows, a wooden fence. They had about six feet of backyard. So this house that we built here, it's in a neighborhood, like, like two miles from here. <laughs> I mean, I, we did make some changes. Like I put a balcony on the top floor and I did some other stuff, but like, for the most part, this is, we stole this house from somebody <laughs> else. I love it though, because you do have a view, you know, of the property and where you put the house is, must be a kind of the edge of the property. It's kind of in the middle on the east side, I think. So, uh, so like uh, the west side, sorry. So it's kind of in the middle, halfway back, but on the side. Like and if I you're looking at a big square, it's like mid-left. I I, and also, do you guys walk around thinking now, God, this is the cleanest this house is ever going to be? <laughs> like, that's what I, um, I, 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 I was thinking, God, what a nice, how nice it would be to move into a perfectly clean place. No, I think there's nobody's nobody's else's dog hair is in you know in the, but here's the we actually walked in and we're like can we just keep it like this like i was like i don't want anything in here it's so beautiful <laughs> no furniture and they, i don't know how they vacuumed the carpets so there was like all these rows and i i it doesn't even make sense how they did that the guy was cleaning the windows yesterday and i was like stop what are you using to clean these windows because i've ne like i could walk into it it's so clean and his thing was you take dawn soap and water and you spray it on and then you wipe it off with rubbing alcohol 
Oh, wow. I was like, I have never heard of that ever. God, is there anything you don't use Dawn for? And it also gets rid of all the fleas on the windows. (laughs) (laughs) Dawn does everything, gets rid of skunk smell. I mean, like, it's amazing. So uh, I don't know. But it was, it's, um, thank you. I, you know, I stuck with a theme with like the blues and the grays and and just kind of hoped everything worked out. And uh, so far I'm, I'm thrilled. Like so many things were last minute, like the tile and the kitchen, those like colored tiles that I put yeah. kind of as a backsplash behind the stove. And then over, I did that in my bathroom too. Like last second, I was like, Hey, can you put these in there? And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I just, <laughs> they're like, can you get out? Just get out of the house. <laughs> No, it's beautiful. It really is nice. And uh, uh, wow, what a nice spot you're going to have to do the shows from. And uh, you could just cart cart your desk outside on nice days. There's a there's a second floor patio right outside your studio door. Uh, That's so cool. And I'm not going to give this away because they have to watch the video. But uh, (laughs) your son has a very cool thing. Yeah. Oh, that's for me. Are you talking about the shoot? Oh no! Well, that's a second cool thing. No, the other cool thing he's got. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the room to room yes, secret. Yes, yes. But, but I, he has the, a now. Do you have a? So he has a laundry chute from his floor. I love this, by the way. Down to the laundry room. Do you guys also have one? No, because uh, I'm on the first floor, and I was oh, like, that's right. wait. I was like, hold on. My son's room is directly above the laundry room. I'm like, build me a chute. I want to shoot. <laughs> Are you afraid and they were he's like, going to try and do the shoot himself? One of these days to go through it. No, he's it's too small. I mean, it's like a little square and, and we've talked about it. He would never try to do that because he's not brave enough. (laughs) (laughs) So, so there's a laundry chute that goes from his room down into the laundry room. And our builder was like, no, you can't do that. I was like, pretty sure that his room is right there. I'm like, he's like, you're going to have to cut a hole in the floor and the carpet and all that. I was like, good, cool. Do it. Let's do it. Let's make it. I thought it was a fantastic idea. Thank you. It turned out really cute. Now, I think then, his clothes are still going to be on the floor, but it'll be easier for you just to throw them in the hole. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be walking up and down steps with a laundry basket, like a, like a mom, like a housewife. No, I'm not doing that. And you know what? When it gets folded and put away, it'll be on the stairs for him to take his own freaking clothes back up. The- I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not domestic enough to do laundry. I can't. I don't know. Like I do laundry now and it smells after like two days because I forgot to take out the washer. But the <laughs> yeah, dryer. we do that. I have to rewash. We've rewashed a lot of laundry. Have you, you know what? Instead of rewashing it, just put a cup of Are, white Is he going to be okay there. up there by himself or is he going to, is that going to be too far from mom and dad? Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work yet. To be completely honest, we'll see. Yeah. I guess. I guess it's getting to the age where it's going to be okay soon. You know, it's, eh, it's, 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 it'll be questionable. You know how we break him of coming into our room now is I'm like, uh, a bear it, trap did, by the door. <laughs> <laughs> we did it for like two weeks. I was like, if you stay in bed all night, I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> You're bribing it. <laughs> like $47 later. I'm like, okay, I think we're done. <laughs> Parenting is the, I don't know how to do it. I'm did, sorry. After if you stopped like giving him the dollar, thing. did he come, start coming back in the room? No, it's just, it's just like a way to, to decent, it's like it's like training your it's horse. Like, like you just, you know, it's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like now he just stays in his room all night, and and as yeah. So in this pandemic where I don't have to wake him up for school, he wakes up even like before he'd even get up for school. 
<laughs> and I'm like, I'll give you a dollar if you don't come in and wake me up. So then that was another like $47. Now he walks in, turns on the TV, sits down, keeps it low. Like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Well, I'm excited. To, uh, very excited for you. I know what you've been through the last two years, and uh, I'm very excited that this is going to happen and that you got this this neat. You deserve it. I mean, you are you're what forty some, and uh, you're right. It's probably the first nice house you've ever had. So it's uh, not probably. And I but... know you know you, we both lived in some rentals that have been sketchy at the best. So uh, we've both been down that road. Yeah, yeah. I've. I lived in a place, I don't think I've ever told you this. I, I, I needed a place to live real quick in Ohio. And I, it's, it's, I lived in the snow belt. It snowed all the time. And I went to this place and I needed a, a, a like, I found a basement apartment that I could afford. It was like $200 a month or something. I was like all I could afford. And I drove into the neighborhood and I'm like, oh, this is nice. Just a bunch of little houses. And I lived in this like basement, it had its own sliding glass doors to go into the basement. And it was snowy and it was beautiful. And then the snow, I, so I paid the deposit like right then. And uh, when the snow melted, I realized I moved into like I mean, there was like garbage and cars in people's yards that were covered in snow. So I didn't see them. Like, I mean, it was one of those, I, 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 I like, it was the worst possible place for a single girl in her like <laughs> early twenties to live. Like, I'm like, I'm going to get murdered. I mean, it was like living in the hood. So, I mean, this is the same place. I found a baby. Okay. So like, this is a very shady place that I lived. And, um, Glenn, the, the, I think you said a little while ago that I was afraid of spiders. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah and, and this place broke me of that because there was the floor above and then it's like a drop ceiling. And there was so many spiders. That I finally just got to where I had a vacuum and I would just suck them up. And there's little like the tube. <laughs> I was like, there's so many spiders. I could see them coming down towards me at night and I just kept the vacuum by next to my bed. So yes, I have lived in some terrible places, like terrible places. So this is, I'm, I'm just so proud, you know, and I'm proud that I get to raise my kid in a, in a awesome place like this too. And I'm, I'm proud of my husband for working so hard and you know, his whole entire life has been, he's, he's worked so hard for all of this. So it's it's awesome. Yeah, and I mean he you know the hours he put in when he was a fighter pilot are incredible. Uh and it's just and And his job now it's so crazy and hard and and it's just amazing. Well, and I'm glad you know actually it kind of worked out. I know he's kind of off work right now and it but it worked out, didn't it? I mean it's if he's going to be off work this is a perfect time. So he is not off work. He oh, has been going to work. Yeah. Oh, he's been oh, yeah. flying. Oh, okay. Yep. Still, still planes in the sky for sure. But yeah, he's worked less for sure. And well, uh, yeah, the rest of our day is putting together a bunk bed. Well, there. Good luck with that, uh, with your IKEA furniture instructions. That'll <laughs> go well. <laughs> this should not ruin my marriage at all, Glenn. <laughs> if you see that it has those little, those little bolts that have the little screwy thing, like IKEA furniture does, that they never stay, just run. Just here, Chad. I got to go work with horses. Because oh my those God. are awful. Right. 
Uh, well, thanks everybody for joining us. We really appreciate you guys. And I want to thank you guys again. Um, we've had a bunch of you uh, raise your pledges again this week, and we appreciate that. We also have a bunch of new... Uh, I actually have to post in the auditor room about how to listen to this for the new people. We've had a bunch of new people joining, and they're joining at the $10 level. We've had some people raise to $15 to $20. Uh, Jamie gets a raise this month. So uh, we definitely appreciate the support that you're still showing. And, uh, you know, it just means the world to us at this point. really does. Thanks, you guys. So, see, typically I sing out a – sing us out. and. I'm I'm trying to think of like house songs, like the house of the rising sun sun. or, or welcome to my house. You don't have to go. That's Flo Rida. I can't rap. Not, not even a thing. Uh, Or she's a brick house. And then I, I settled on our house. It's a very, very, very nice (laughs) house with two cats in the yard. Life used to be so high. I don't know what the lyrics are. Our house. Okay, you're welcome. It would change, though. It'd be our house, our house, with 35 chickens in the yard. (laughs) It's a very, very fun house with Zeus who's broken out, and he's running through the I think you could do a whole song, actually, if you thought about it long enough. You could could do a new whole song about this. I'll get to work. All right, you do that. I'll get to work. I look forward to not hearing it on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) 